Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ed Roberts, we welcome you to this week's edition of TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television. Tony Figueroa and Dan Barron are with us as we bring you part two of a special roundtable discussion that began last week that was devoted to Columbo. Columbo, both the original NBC series starring Peter Falk that aired between 1971 and 1978 and the revival of Columbo that aired on ABC, mostly as a series of occasional two-hour movies between 1989 and 2003. Joseph Doherty and David Koenig are also with us. Joe Doherty, Emmy Award-winning writer, producer, director of 30-something, Pretty Little Liars, Saving Grace, and other television shows, as well as the author of the award-winning play Chester Bailey, while David Koenig is the author of Shooting Columbo, Shooting Columbo, The Lives and Deaths of TV's Rumpel Detective. If you missed part one of our Columbo Roundtable, or if you are listening to us for the very first time, which is the case with listeners on our newest affiliate, WHBL in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, welcome aboard. We've been jumping back and forth between the original series and the ABC series. Among the topics we've discussed are the differences between Prescription Murder the Play and Prescription Murder the 1960 world premiere movie that eventually led to the Columbo series on NBC. We've also mentioned the unheralded contributions by such writers as Jackson Gillis, as well as how Columbo evolved from a mystery series that emphasized clues and detection to a character show that often played up the idiosyncratic behavior of both the Columbo character and Peter Falk himself. Shooting Columbo, now available in hardcover, as an ebook now and as an audiobook, correct? Correct. Audiobook through audible.com. Joe Doherty's latest book, a, screen, a Screenwriter's Companion Instruction, Opinion, Encouragement, available for pre order through Amazon.com, correct? Yes, but if you but if you go to the publisher, Fayetteville Mafia Press, and pre order there, not only will you get a signed copy. But none of your money will go to build spaceships for rich people. (laughs) That's a Columbo episode. (laughs) The 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 murderer's alibi was I was in no monk did that. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) The alibi I was in space. I could I killed. You know, that's pretty good when you think about it. For a show that started in the 1970s, even people who aren't that familiar with it, I can't begin to tell you how many times I heard somebody say, oh, that should be a Columbo episode. Yeah. Or that well, was the shoot, be, I, mean, like, yeah. I said to my wife one time, uh, somebody was irritating me, and I said, all I really need is a swing pool and a block of ice. <laughs> uh, and that's... <laughs> Uh, yeah, and there you're getting the ding-a-ling ice cream trucking off you go. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. We, we're jumping around between the original NBC and the 24 from ABC, but since we started off talking about the ABC shows, one, one topic 
uh, I don't think we asked you this, David, when you visited us last time. Um, viewers uh, of the ABC shows found the murders the murderers too likable, and that was one reason why they the ABCs did not quite develop the following that the NBCs did. did I, is, is that correct? Well, that that was one of their suspicions when they did audience testing after the first uh, season was complete on the ABC shows. They, the ratings were, were very bad um, after that, that first uh, four episodes. And so they started asking people why, why, you know, this is, we tried to give you the same character and the same show that you loved. Um, and that was one of the things that, that they heard was that um, the, the executive producer at the, at that time was the same fellow Richard Allen Simmons who executive produced the last year and a half of the NBC years and if you watch those episodes you can see them sort of sort of change because he was very character driven he was um he didn't care for mysteries he didn't care for Columbo the TV show but he thought he thought Peter Falk was hilarious and he loved that character and he thought the main uh, dynamic of the show and success of the show was the villain and how the villain played off of Columbo because Columbo was always going to be great. Peter was always going to be great. So if you give him an equally good villain, somebody who's equally interesting and fascinating to play off of, um, his theory was that would, would make a better show. And that's, um, and in some ways he was right. And, and shows, uh, like Joe was quoting earlier, the speech from earlier, which came from try and catch me, the Ruth Gordon episode. And she's just, that's just an outstanding episode um but her villain part is built up more than than all the villains before her and you know very sympathetic toward toward her knocking off uh you know nephew edmund who probably had it coming um and and really built up that role as well as the the couple he did after that and then when he came back it was the same thing where he he typically patterned his villains after somebody famous in the news uh like oliver north or uh steven spielberg somebody like that would become the sort of template and then he he create this sympathetic villain story and really play up that and that, that was sort of his take well that makes sense in that if i get the chronology correct when Columbo came back, it aired on Mondays, and then when they renewed it for a second season on ABC, they moved it to Saturday. And if I remember correctly, the first villain on the Saturday night Columbo's was played by Ian Buchanan, and he was the most smarmy. I want, I want, if 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 I could have jumped into the television set, I would have slugged him. He was just the smarmiest, most annoying villain ever but if that's what he was supposed to do then he did a great job yeah well that was that was the first one that was produced it wasn't the first one that actually ended up airing on a saturday that was uh, uh because there was one show from the first season that they didn't quite finish in time so that was held over and became the season premiere in the fall was the uh um, the one with the artist who uh you know in all the dreams it was modeled after Pablo Picasso, the, the murderer, um, called Murder, a Self-Portrait. And it, it was, uh, it just spent so much time. I mean, the, the villain's on screen about twice as much as Columbo. Um, and that's really where I think it, it put it over the edge and said, we have to make, you know, make Columbo again the star and really make these, 
these villains as unlikable as possible. And that was the very first one, you're right, that they produced after that was Columbo Cries Wolf. I've got, it's interesting, you know, but the uh, but murder is self-portrait. I, I've got, a, I have a soft spot in my heart for it because I'm, I'm amused by particularly the first, the first dream and people being on the set. And also, I think this is a, what a great segue. Anyone, <laughs> any episode with Vito Scotti. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's true. the price of how many? Way. How many episodes did he do? He's the funeral director. He's the waiter. He's the sommelier. He's the... yeah, about a half dozen. Yeah, easily must be easily six. Yeah, and I didn't even. And there are other actors in there too who, I, who just I didn't recognize, like like Barney's Beanery and and and. Well, that, that's actors. the other thing. The chili, Columbo's love of chili. I have it with beans yesterday. <laughs> I have a lot today. Joseph Doherty is with us via Zoom, along with David Koenig, Joe Doherty, Emmy Award-winning writer, producer, director, and playwright, while David Koenig is the author of such books as Shooting Columbo, The Lives and Deaths of TV's Rumple Detective. Dan Farron of Story Salon is also with us, along with Tony Figueroa. We're glad you're with us as we take a deep dive into both the original Columbo from NBC and the ABC Columbo from the late 80s, early 1990s. Shooting Columbo by David Koenig, available wherever books are sold, as well as Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, wherever books are sold online. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tony, you had a question for David. How important would you say the city of Los Angeles is? Because I'm thinking of three episodes where they where they're not in L.A. Now, there's the, the cruise, the cruise, Mexico. Mexico, and London. Oh, true. Yeah, no, I would say Which half of it is the Universal backlot still. No, it's still it it has the feel of of Bel Air or Malibu or Beverly Hills, and uh, uh, I, I to me Southern California is a character in in, in the show. Mm. I mean, it's it's that important. Just the feel. It was always this this sunny background to uh, you know not a whole lot of thunderstorms except for the London episode. You know, not a lot of thunderstorms in, in Colombo because Levinson and Link wanted to create contrast between this murder mystery and this the beautiful palatial mansion in you know Hollywood or, or the opposite of, of personality in every way of Colombo and, and so on is is that dichotomy wherever they could build that in. And when one murderer was caught, he'd move out, and another murderer would move into that same house with that, the that, that, actually, that actually happened. There are a number of houses that were over that were used over and over again, and it's just they found millionaires who were willing to rent out their house, and they <laughs> and it all worked. Out. Sure. Oh Lord! David had a favorite villain. Jack Cassidy. He's just a. Uh, yeah. uh, my favorite episode is any old port in a storm, but uh, close second is is probably. Uh, uh, you know, the great Santini. Now you see him. Now you don't, yeah. Uh, oh, that's just tremendous. Boy, I forgot that Bob, I thought Bob Dishy was in a lot more than two. Yeah. Well, he was, but they tried to write him into a couple others um, that were never made. And, but no, just two. 
Um, and Mike, I don't know this, but my my conjecture is would be that he was just such a strong character, and he was basically sort of a subplot in himself, and that that would become too much of the show. I mean, in, in mm. the two episodes he does, his interaction with Columbo is so strong that wouldn't be a minor <laughs> supporting character. I mean, it's just it's it's a huge dynamic to the. Uh, then somebody would have gotten the bright idea. Let's make him a regular, and then it would all be over. Yeah, and we wouldn't want to see. We wouldn't want to see him anymore. No, I always liked uh, Columbo with John Diener. There is something wonderful about the two of them standing there next to each other. It was just, it was just, a, just the perfect picture to me. Which ones are Diener? That was the Johnny oh, Cash they... episode. <sighs> he was. He was. Uh, he was the uh, Diener was the air traffic control. Um, okay. Official investigator, or is he the airplanes insurance investigator? But he worked very closely with Colombo, and and you get the sense that the two of them, towards the end of the episode, they're kind of bonding one professional to another. It was it was it was a nice moment to see on screen. Yeah. Also, he could stretch out the word lieutenant, lieutenant, <laughs> better than almost anybody. He would always. Well, he was a radio I guy. He was yeah, a radio guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'd also like, I mean, like, in terms of, um, and it's interesting because it's, a, as, as David pointed out, it's a clue that was not part of the script. It's a clue that showed up, and that's Blind Man walking down the road. Mm-hmm. In, in the George Hamilton episode. I have, I, you know, which has got one of the best. Best curtain lines is, yeah, I've got an eyewitness, not him. My eyewitness is you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just saying, I got to scribble that. I'm going to write that. Mr. Chalmers is in a cigar of the wrong man. And Yeah, it was interesting how through Columbo, there were all through the years of Columbo, there were frequently developed clues independent of a script that were just waiting for a script to work in into. I know, uh, and, and, Peter Fisher, his his first spec script that he wrote for Columbo, they said, this isn't usable, but it's got really good clues. So he goes, oh, good. So he took six of the clues out and put them into six different episodes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he ended up, and then there's a one show, uh, a famous one was uh, uh, Bill Link in one of the later shows had the idea of the murder being identified by a monkey's fingerprints. And his script, which he co-wrote with Jackson Gillis, was kicked out, but years later, Peter, that clue stayed with him, and he had somebody, another writer, work the monkey fingerprints into a into the Rip Torn episode. But as I say, I mean, like, as you know, I'm I'm sitting there watching these things, and I'm and I'm at a point because I haven't been, in, I haven't gotten, I haven't worked in television yet. I'm saying, boy, that one guy came up with this whole thing. I yeah. wish I could do that. <laughs> it kind of, it kind of, my- it makes you feel a little. As I said, I'm really glad you've, you, you've instructed us that these, these shows were made by human beings. Joseph Doherty is with us via Zoom, along with David Koenig, Joe Doherty, Emmy Award-winning writer, producer, director, and playwright, while David Koenig is the author of such books as Shooting Columbo, The Lives and Deaths of TV's Rumpel Detective. Dan Farron of Story Salon is also with us, along with Tony Figueroa. We're glad you're with us as we take a deep dive into both the original Columbo from NBC and the ABC Columbo from the late 80s, early 1990s. Shooting Columbo by David Koenig, available wherever books are sold, as well as Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, wherever books are sold online. 
Dan. David, I, I have to, to tell you, one of the, my favorite stories in the book, the one as a writer that stays with me and haunts me, uh, to oh, no end, is you're welcome. The, there was a young man, I guess it was his very first script. It was, it was toward the end of the uh, ABC run. And um, Patrick McGowan was directing it. And, uh, I, and please correct me, this is a wonderful story in the book. They invited him down to watch them basically dismantle his script. Uh, and that day, and at one point, Magoon walked up to him and very quietly leaned over and whispered in his ear, "Does it hurt yet?" Yeah, yeah, because he, I mean, that, Patrick yes. Magoon thought he was improving it, you know, and mm-hmm. he was the Colombo expert, and Peter Falk trusted him implicitly. So whatever he wanted to do, but he was at least to that writer, <laughs> not <laughs> doing that. He was do- he was turning it into something else that he he did not quite. In- intend and he was but he was a, a new right that was the first and last thing he ever wrote that would be produced and he uh you know had great awe of patrick mcgoon so whatever whatever he said he thought would go uh, you know was the best decision so just kept his mouth set and then uh, and then fittingly the episode didn't end up airing for a couple years after it was completed the, was that ashes to ashes that was um that was uh, Murder in Too Many Notes. Oh, oh, oh. With Billy Conley. With Bill, right. So it, it was actually yeah. written as a very tight mystery with, uh, you know, playing up these much more clever clues. And Patrick McGowan made it broader, you know, more and played a lot more time with the characters. And uh, Patrick McGowan, wrote, wrote, I don't know if you remember the scene where they're in the, the scoring booth and he's he's doing uh name that tune with a theme from jaws and a yeah. lot of a lot of real broad humor um, it's right up there with the tuba scene yeah well not not quite that <laughs> but pretty pretty close and that was all mcgowan had, had added added that type of thing and uh i remember talking to the associate producer uh jack horger and he said who had helped this young writer get peter's attention to produce the show and then helped him tweak it and rewrite it to get ready, you know, ready to present. And when the fo- show finally got scheduled, he called up Jack and said, Jack, the, the show's finally going to be on at ABC such and such a day. And so they made, they made time to go to a, a restaurant or a bar or somewhere to watch the episode. And he said, we watched the whole thing in complete silence. And we were like, <laughs> I thought we were going to cry because it was just not, you know, so some people love the episode, but it, it, it wasn't as he had intended it. And, the ratings were, were poor and you know, that was the end of Columbo for a couple of years, years after that. Never invite people to see something you have not seen yourself first. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they were, yeah. I feel sorry for the guy. Oh God. He didn't, then he never wrote again. Oh, this is not a happy story. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, that writing wasn't, he worked for, uh, for in the sound department and that's kind of where he got the idea for the, for the episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and yeah I, I remember you talking about how it started up being about something other than the elevator, but the elevator. Right, right, and and so he was working. He unfortunately passed away about a year and a half ago. Real young guy in, in his forties, but he uh, uh, that became the only thing he ever wrote. Joseph Doherty is with us via Zoom, along with David Koenig, Joe Doherty. Emmy Award-winning writer, producer, director, and playwright, while David Koenig is the author of such books as Shooting Columbo, The Lives and Deaths of TV's Rumpel Detective. 
Dan Farron of Story Salon is also with us along with Tony Figueroa. We're glad you're with us as we take a deep dive into both the original Columbo on NBC and the series of Columbo movies that aired on ABC between 1989 and 2003. Take a quick time out. Talks more Columbo when we come back on TV Confidential. This Week in TV History now has its own podcast you can enjoy. This Week in TV History with Tony Figueroa on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you find podcasts. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415. 415- 886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.